just to stop what we're doing to pause to look at scripture to hear what God might be saying to us uh, and we're continuing our series going through the gospel of Mark and uh, today we are looking at Mark chapter 3 verses 1 through to 6 so reading from verse 1 again he entered the synagogue and a man was there who had a withered hand they watched him to see whether he would cure him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come forward. Then he said to them, Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. He looked around them with anger. He was grieved at the hardness of heart and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. Well, already in uh, chapter 3 in Mark, Jesus seems to have got himself quite a bit of opposition. Uh, and the people here who are concerned about what Jesus is doing uh, are this group of Pharisees. Uh, this group within Judaism who are very strict, very zealous for the law uh, and very careful about not going anywhere near to breaking the Jewish commandments. Uh, and they, they have uh, developed a bit of opposition to Jesus. First of all, it was his, his teaching in the synagogue that people were quite taken to. Uh, then, if you remember earlier in Mark, this proclamation by Jesus to the man of the paralyzed, uh, the paralyzed man, when Jesus turned to him and said, your sins are forgiven, the Pharisees, well, you know, well, who can forgive sins except God? Who is this person who is saying these things? And now the latest controversy is the Sabbath. And they're particularly concerned as to whether Jesus is observing the rules of the Sabbath. Now, the Sabbath was a very holy day, still is a very holy day uh, for the Jewish people. It is a day where, where you're not permitted to do any work, any work of any kind. Not you, not anyone in your household, not anyone who worked for you, uh, not even your livestock uh, should be doing any work on the Sabbath. Because as, as it said in the Ten Commandments, the Sabbath uh, was made holy by God. It was uh, patterned on the creation story that on the seventh day God rested. He hallowed that seventh day and so the Sabbath was seen as this seventh day of rest. And already... Uh, there's been a bit of controversy because the disciples were caught plucking grains, uh, heads of grains of wheat on the Sabbath. Uh, and people criticised them and said, look, you're doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath. And Jesus came back at them at that point and said, you know, the Sabbath was not made for, for man, but man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. And so the Pharisees holding all this against him are looking at Jesus, looking to see, can they now get some solid evidence to uh, accuse him of breaking the rules? Are they going to be able to get something uh, to hold against him? And they had known, or perhaps they were aware of Jesus' healing on the Sabbath. If you remember in, uh, Peter's mother-in-law, that was on the Sabbath when Jesus went back to their house and made her well. So perhaps word got around uh, that Jesus would heal on the Sabbath and maybe they're here, maybe this is part of a plot 
uh, a setup by the Pharisees to try and catch Jesus out. So they're in the synagogue and there is this man with this deformed hand, this withered hand. And the Pharisees, we're told, are looking to see what Jesus is going to do, to see if they might accuse him. We don't know perhaps if they planted this this person in the synagogue on purpose or maybe brought him up in view of Jesus. We, we can speculate. But Jesus knows what their game is. And you know, he is simply not interested in their religiosity. Here is someone who who needs compassion. Here is someone clearly in need. And so Jesus, when he sees this person, he then turns to them and he asks you know, a more fundamental question. Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to kill? So he's not getting into the intricacies of the law. He's asking a much more fundamental question about what is right or wrong here. Is it right to save life or to kill? to do harm or to do good. There's no response. Clearly Jesus has silenced them. Uh, and so Jesus then brings this person to the front of the crowd in full view of everyone. And he says, come forward. And asks him to stretch out his hand. And we're told that his hand was restored. And at that point, the Pharisees, well, they think they've got their evidence. So they go out and they start to plot as to how they might get rid of Jesus. So looking at this passage, what might be the take-home message for us? You know, what can we learn from this? I mean, we live in a very different world, really, and as, as Gentiles, we don't have perhaps the same experience. Uh, and it's quite easy to to distance ourselves from this and, and some of these stories and see them as, as purely disputes of the time concerning uh, the Jewish law. But I wonder if there is also uh, a subtle, more general challenge to all of us. After all, we, we all, maybe knowingly or unknowingly, come up with our, our own set of rules, the ways we behave, our own responses to situations that we come across. And particularly when we see uh, someone in need or where there is need, perhaps all of us uh, abide by a, a set of guidelines or principles that govern how we respond to that situation. After all, we can't solve all the world's problems. And it's quite easy to get a bit legalistic about things, to set up rules, to think, well, I'm not going to help this particular person because I already help in this way. I already give my money to this charity. I already have uh, my regular giving set up in this way, so I'm not going to give anything to this particular cause. Or maybe you might see someone and think, I'm not comfortable giving them my money because they don't look like the kind of person who will spend it wisely. So therefore, I'm going to uh, choose not to give to this. All of these might be rightly or wrongly principles that we might choose to, to govern how we respond to certain situations. But I think there is a gentle challenge to us to see how Jesus responded. And Jesus simply looked at the man with compassion. He simply saw what the need was, and the need was this person had a withered hand. But I think Jesus also looked beyond that. 
Jesus saw this person at play within a wider system of injustice. A system where the Pharisees were not so concerned about the welfare of people, they weren't concerned about getting true justice, but actually they were concerned about uh, the letter of the law and whether people were being right by the letter of the Jewish law or not. And in fact, I think Jesus perhaps even saw further than this and saw this person being used as a pawn in a, in a political battle, the Pharisees opposing what his teaching and his way was. And not did he just see this person in need with compassion, he also looks at the Pharisees with anger, with despair at the hardness of hearts. He looks at their system of injustice, their system that perpetrated injustice. We know uh, from other places that he has a lot to say to them about how through their um, uh, insistence on keeping the law they would cast burdens on people that people were unable uh, to withstand. How through their system they ended up oppressing certain people and certain groups. Jesus saw that the legal system at the time did not work for this particular individual and it angered him. If we think about the world though, we can see this scenario playing out in the world today. Currently in America we have this trial going on that on the one hand is a trial about an act perpetrated against an individual uh, in the name of upholding the law. Uh, but on the other hand, it is, it is a trial of the whole justice system in the US. And whether the system can be trusted to give justice to a black person when something has been done to them by a white policeman. The whole, Jewish, the whole US legal system is in one sense on trial here. And we have throughout the world systems, legal systems, that in the end cause more injustice than serve justice for the people under them. And here Jesus looked at this system, saw it perpetrating injustice and did something about it, made a stand against it in front of all the people, brought this person forward to shame the Pharisees, to shame their injustice, uh, and uh, to say to them that this person should not suffer anymore. And of course, Jesus ended up getting in a lot more trouble with the authorities there. And so while this story is a simple story about disputes about Jewish law, about Sabbath observance, I wonder for us if there are some lessons and some challenges about how do we respond to need that we see? How do we react to what is going on in the world? But also, in what ways can we see systems working against people and how like Jesus can we take a stand against them and do something to tackle injustice 
as we think about this. Let's just take a moment to pause uh, and then we'll pray. Lord, we thank you for your compassion. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you stood up against the systems of injustice. And as we see you embodying this, Lord, give us the grace, give us the courage to see the world as you see it. See need and to be able to respond, to look at our systems and see where there is injustice and help us to have the courage to stand up, to challenge injustice and to do what is right. In Jesus' name, Amen.